welcome to the very first episode of Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Now, I know it'd be pretty amazing if I could intro this podcast with the Paula Cole song. You know, the do, 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 do. I mean, I would be pretty hardcore if I did that, but I'm poor and I can't go and have a copyright lawsuit. So we're just going to keep it standard with my $30 intro and stick with that until, you know, I can monetize this podcast with my 10 subscribers. But for those of you tuning in for this first one, I really appreciate it. Now, you probably saw this podcast pop up on Instagram or wherever you subscribe to podcast, and you may have felt it in your soul, whether it was the title or sort of you found it relatable. I did a quick search on iTunes, and I really found a bunch of podcasts were all about advice and maybe a few horror stories, but nothing that really hit the mark in terms of being in your 30s, being single, and just kind of over it being everyone's business and, you know, getting advice from people or the looks about, oh, poor her, or oftentimes, you know, we get from our parents, I just want you to be happy, I don't want you to be alone, and it's like, give me a break, please let me just live my life. So that's why this podcast exists as long as you're listening. I hope to share my experiences as well as the experience of others. And it's just really a safe place just to talk about it. And hopefully you can relate to. Now, before I get into my first interview, I wanted to introduce a new segment that I will be doing weekly on the podcast called Not a John Wayne. If you listen to the Paula Cole song or if you're familiar you know that she's looking for her John Wayne. Again, I say Google it if you're not really sure what I'm talking about, but essentially John Wayne is the stereotypical man's man that's gonna come rescue her from her mundane life. Now, I don't think we all need some rescuing, but it would be nice to have a manly man kind of sweep you off your feet and do the damn thing. For this segment, I'm gonna talk about what's not a John Wayne on the dating apps. For all the guys listening, turn the volume up, pay attention, because I'm gonna hit you where it hurts. Not a John Wayne, here we go. Guys, stop taking photos with fish. I'm not a fisherman. Do I wanna see your crinkly fingers around a scaly, smelly, slippery fish? I do not. I don't put worms on hooks if that's what you still do. I would be completely out of my depth. That's why bros fish with bros. Really, do you see a chick on any boat with a guy with a line in the water? So let's cut back on that. I mean, do you see girls holding fish? They may be holding a cat, a puppy, something cute. I don't want to see something decrepit from the ocean floor with its eyes bugging out. That really, to me, doesn't showcase, you know, any sort of achievement. Leave the fish alone. It's not cute. It's not attractive. I may pause, even if you're super good looking. Good for you. You can put a pole in the water, drink a couple beers, and kill something to eat it. I'm not really interested. Now, to kick things off, again, I wanted this podcast to kind of be short and sweet and not people rambling on. So I'm going to get into my interview with uh, my undercover friend, Kitty Cat, as she is known. Cat and I uh, worked together and we kind of bonded about being the same age and going on dates and sort of like sitting around a group of coworkers with everyone with engagement rings but us and everyone kind of 
talking about their husbands and their families. And we're talking about, you know, the cool things that we did over the weekend. So she has been on many, many dates and she's going to talk about that, uh, including that she dated 40 guys in a year. Now that means that doesn't mean she went on 40 dates. She dated 40 guys. So there were multiple dates in there. So she's kind of been through it. She's got some really good advice to bestow. She is, however, off the market now. So, you know, probably after swiping many, many times, she found some success. And you'll see that in her voice. (laughs) And you'll recognize that as she talks about her sort of dating journey, where I'm kind of more on the like cynical side. And that will probably be the theme as this podcast goes on. But I'm so happy for Kat. And I'm so grateful that she could come on and share her experience. And she's still a badass. And you know, yeah, she may have found love, but she's still doing the things that she always did before. And she's just a super cool chick. So Take the next 15, 20 minutes off, sit back, relax, and listen to one of her most scandalous dates she's ever had, uh, including teddy bears. To kick off the first episode of this podcast, I had to call in the big guns. And (laughs) here with me is a dating expert that just really has gone through it all. She recently is off the market, but I know she has so much to share. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. I'm talking about my girl, Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. Hey, what's up? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your quarantine to come on here and talk about your experience. My pleasure. I'm happy to share uh, my knowledge, air quotes, and uh, maybe helpfully help some of all you gals out there with some of my experiences. So awesome. Kitty Cat, as we'll refer her to, you know, to protect her identity. <laughs> you know, the ones I'll be listening to this podcast probably know who you are. Kitty Cat and I really bonded over sort of those weird dating experiences and also just like being in our 30s and the hyper focus on being single and what that means. But one of the things that you told me that really stand out is that you dated 40 guys in a year. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's something to be proud of, (laughs) but it happened. Um, I am someone who, when they set their mind to something, I kind of just go for it. And I had broken up with uh, my ex-boyfriend who I was with for a year, who I actually met online. And we dated for probably about um, a little over a year. Very nice guy, um, just not on the same path. Um, And then I went back out there on the market and just was like on the hunt and was just out there. Um, And yeah, definitely 40 plus dates. Some were better than others. Um, I can definitely not remember all of their names not even close, but um, I think in the whole dating thing, the best thing I can already give advice to take away is um, to learn something from each person that you meet or each experience, whether it's the worst day you've ever had or one of the better dates or you go on five dates with the same person or um, if a date is only 30 minutes long, like there's something to be learned from it, but some uh, really good stories, Kristen. 
Yeah, I recall some of them for sure. Now, what I really like about this is like, I feel like that's almost like a guy's mentality or how we think about guys on dating apps is they're out every night or they have multiple girls that they go out with. So I really like how you kind of flip that on its head. But how did you balance it? Because I know that you went out with guy, some guys multiple times. Um, did you find yourself like asking them the same questions over and over again or getting confused as to who they were? Uh, yes, absolutely. So I would say as silly as it sounds, definitely kind of take some notes. Um, I remember one week where I think I, I actually went on four, five dates and two was with the same person. And then the other three were with other four people were brand new people and there was a date with this a very nice gentleman we met for a very quick coffee date like 15 minutes that's the way he liked to do it it was like meet for 15 minutes if there was a spark or if there was something he would allow a second date meaning there could be like a longer window i'd never done this but i was like hey i'm open whatever 15 minutes is 15 minutes seemed like a nice enough guy so I remember in the 15 minutes of the coffee date, I was very nervous. I get extremely nervous, which is kind of ironic that I put myself through these awful things so often because I get so nervous and so worked up. And then like once I'm there, I'm fine. It's just the whole anticipation, I think. But I met him, talked for 15 minutes. I was nervous, as I said. So I was asking him a bajillion questions. It's like Barbara Walters, question, answer, question, answer. It was slightly awkward. But nice enough guy, he invited me to dinner. We go to dinner. We're eating, asking questions. I thought it was going really well. And then at one point, about three-fourths of the way, I think before we ordered dinner, he looks at me and not annoyed, not mad, but kind of just maybe slightly annoyed, not mad, um, said, Kat, you know, you've already asked me all these questions. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So... I totally had forgotten that we had that. I didn't forget that we had a coffee date, but I forgot that I had asked him all these questions already. Literally, like, where are you from? What do you do for work? Like the things that you always ask on a first date. And uh, for the rest of the dinner or through dessert, I kind of had to just try to make light of it and just be like, hey, I am dating. I'm kind of out there. I was really nervous when I met you. Sorry. I guess I know you really well and I won't ask you where you're from again. That's a great story because I think too, you like, I always feel like you're in an interview process with someone and then sometimes their answers are not as compelling. So you kind of forget. So, <laughs> yes, I would definitely say, I mean, obviously there was nothing that stood out that much that I remembered him that well. So I think that was something to be taken away. Like after the second date, after meeting him twice, the fact that I couldn't um, remember him, it was probably a, maybe a little bit of a red flag that I wasn't totally into him or that there wasn't quite the connection that I needed or wanted. Yeah, no, very true. Very true. So obviously you've been on the apps. You've tried a few um, here and there, like many of us maybe toggling a couple of accounts. I know that you have found love. You're kind of out of the game right now. But can you share maybe your worst experience um, on a dating app? I know there's a couple, but just one that could, you know, really stands out that would resonate with the people listening. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has varying different levels of what's awkward or what is uncomfortable, right? We're all different and 
what makes one person cringe might not make another person cringe. But I told this one at Thanksgiving dinner actually two years ago and it got a lot of cringes and my dad was like, oh my God, get off those sites. That's awful. <laughs> um, there was a fellow who I'd gone on a date with and we had dinner. That was nice. Um, there were a couple things that wasn't totally didn't like comfortable with or like kind of a little mini red flags or maybe orange flags like I don't love this or like wait how do you what job what kind of job do you do like he said he owned a gym but he had I just there were some things that just didn't quite link up for me and I also over tend to think things but I was trying to play it out and some things just didn't seem to click but I always like to give I always say you should always give a second date unless there's something really really bad I feel like the first date you are often really nervous or it might not be there. They might not be on their game. You might be off, whatever. So I feel like it's nice to always give them kind of that second chance. Um, so I did. So we went bowling and we had um, some drinks. We had a drink afterwards, which always helps, but we had some weird chatting and whatever. And then it came towards the end of, end of the evening and he had parked in one spot and I'd parked in a different area. And, he um, asked if I wanted to walk him to his car and then he would give me a ride to my car. There was no need for me to do that, but I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll just go with the flow. I'm, always, I'm also pretty go with the flow most of the time. So I get to his car. He has like a sweet, sweet, I don't even, I just know it's a very expensive, very nice SUV. And I get in. Um, and again, maybe don't be getting into random strangers cars after the second date, but I had a decent feeling about him and I didn't think he'd be like, murder me. So I'm not murdered. So I guess my instinct was on point. Um, so I opened the car door and it's pristine, like everything, it's so clean, it's brand new, whatever. It looked like, like literally out of the lot clean. And I get in the car, I turn around in the back seat, and there are four teddy bears sitting in the back seat, like stuffed animal teddy bears. <laughs> this is a, I'm going to say, how old was I? 27, a 27, 28 year old male man. And I'm not I mean, culturally, like men can like teddy bears, I suppose. That's fine. Um, but to have a four of them in your back seat. And I said to him, I honestly don't remember his name. Uh, we'll call him Johnny. Johnny do you have a niece, nephew, like uh, so, uh, a younger sibling? Well, no, he answers. I go, okay, well, so why do you have those teddy bears in the back seat? And quote, his response was, they make me feel good. Oh my God. I just sent just a whole bunch of red flags like <laughs> raging in my brain. And I was like, oh my God. Those of you, you don't know me, but I'm very petite. I maybe some would say I look a little childlike sometimes. I act pretty childish. Um, and I was like, in my brain, I was just like, oh my God, he thinks I'm a child, like some sort of like doll or something. He's going to take me and stuff me and put me in his backseat along with <laughs> bears. So I would say that was one of my probably most awkward, like kind of scary, borderline, just weird uh, for our second dates, like teddy bears in your backseat, just of the grown man. It's just, just a little awkward. And you never got an explanation about the teddy bears. The explanation was they make me feel good. All so, right. Yeah, yeah. I would 
put that as no second date or no third date. Ever. No third date. As we transition, so from horror stories to kind of, you know, I'm finding more and more, like, I think, you know, when I was dating someone in my 20s, like, no one really cared. And then in my 30s, when I was single, it was like, there's this, like, hyper focus on when you're going to get married, when you're going to have a baby, when you're going to buy a house, when's the next step for you. Let's talk about that. Now, Kitty Cat, first of all, is such a badass. Uh, she's run a marathon in every single U- state in the United States, and she's also tackling countries. She has a great job. She's obviously cool as hell, as you can tell. And like, why isn't that good enough? Why do you need to have all these other things in your personal life tail onto that that you may not be ready for? Why? Why do we? Why are we pressured? to find somebody. I mean, I think it's just, it's our culture. It's our society. Um, I, more Americans, I think, than in other cultures. I know that I have friends in Europe who are just so much more laid back about like going out in their thirties as like a group of people. It doesn't have to be about this, like, who's your partner? Who are you matched up with? Like, when are you going to have the baby? When are you going to have the, um, like, get a house and, like, do all this stuff? I feel like American society, that's, it's like the norm. Like, in your 20s, you meet someone and then you settle down, you buy the house, you have the baby. Um, And the minute that you deviate from that and you're, like, somewhat attractive or have your life somewhat together, people are like, what's wrong? Like, what's matter with you um don't you want to be with someone and like why aren't you trying harder or shouldn't that be your main focus and instead of like I'm living this amazing life maybe I've been traveling the world and that's why I haven't found someone or maybe I just don't want to or maybe the guys I met when I were in my 20s like they're all douchebags (laughs) (laughs) they weren't quite ready you know I feel like they weren't ready so it's like everyone's timeline so different but I think our culture very much says from when we're little and we're watching Disney movies, like this is what you do. And then the handsome prince comes along and rescues you and does this. And that should be our lives. Instead of like embracing that you're single and maybe having a career, maybe traveling, maybe starting a podcast, like doing things that you love to do instead of devoting all your energy and time into finding this partner per se. Exactly. I mean, yeah, maybe I like to go to weddings alone and dance on the dance floor by myself because I don't want to be worrying about, uh, you know, the guy that is tagging along that is not extroverted and needs his handheld. And like, I don't want to be taking care of somebody. Okay. So even if I don't get a plus one, I'm cool with it because I'm doing my own thing. Okay. Amen, sister. Amen. Preach. So what do you think about this? So obviously you have been dating somebody prior to quarantine and you're still mm-hmm. together, but what seems to be trendy and I have not done this during this COVID quarantine is virtual dates. So a FaceTime date, a Zoom date. I mean, I've barely worn makeup in the last like four months. And you know, if I'm not going to do that in my house or my floor with my coworkers, I'm certainly not going to do it for anybody else. What do you think about that? I feel like it's only been, I've been with the guy I'm with for about a year. So I'm, I feel like I've been out of the game for ages at this point. But um, I, I mean, I, whatever, if that helps you or if that makes you feel good, I think people are always looking for connection. 
And especially during COVID, if you live by yourself or you live with like one other person, a friend or roommate, and um, if you're not super close to them, we are all kind of looking for that someone to share our days with or share our time with, I guess. So I guess if that works for you, that's great. I can't imagine. I think I would have just rather done it by myself, to be honest, like be on my own and find. I'd rather Zoom and take time with my friends uh, versus spending the time to meet someone that I don't know online, like via a Zoom date. But I don't know. That's that's just me. And you can't really like have dinner. The best part of the dates is like the drinks and the dinner. So if you're doing it via Zoom, just like have to talk to them, which is like, I guess, okay. But I feel like it's about the din- the meal and the drink, no? I agree. Yeah. I think some people are just better in person uh, and they're more on in person. I have received feedback that I look better in person than I do online. So, you know, I don't know how that would come across on Zoom. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where it gets all, we're airing it all out here. Uh, I guess so. (laughs) Any last thoughts that you want to leave us with Kat? You've kicked us off super strong with this first episode. This isn't really obviously an advice podcast because we're obviously still figuring out. And I feel like people who are in relationships, they're married, whatever, like still don't have all the answers, but anything you want to leave us with or just Um, for going forward? Yeah, I think don't get discouraged. I think it's easy to get discouraged. I feel like my rule of thumb in my years of online, my few years of online dating is that honestly for like every eight or nine shitty bad dates you do get that one yeah that can be good and might last you know even if it's like five or six months like that's something um that's something right and again I think I said at the beginning was my advice is to try to make as cheesy as it sounds like make the lemonade out of lemons like if you do have a date and you go home and you're like well that was just so shitty so bad there's, you know, and you talk and you spend all this energy, which is often what's so frustrating is you've invested the hours, literally Mm -hmm. texting back and forth, like going back and forth. And then you meet and you're like, oh God, this is awful. Um, But what do you take away from that? Like, what did you learn from either that person or that situation or just take it as like, okay, so I guess I wasted a few hours going out with someone and just, it wasn't the one, but um, it's not the end of the world, right? And ultimately, like, you'll be fine on your own also, right? Like, you'll be, mm-hmm. be fine on your own. Gosh, you are so positive. <laughs> Again, Every now and then. You know, well, what I think when you find success, uh, after all that you've kind of been through and sort of seen the world, especially, you know, with the 40 guys in a year, you definitely know what you're talking about you know, as this podcast goes on, I'll probably be a little bit more cynical um, (laughs) as positive, but I think that that's great advice is just like, you know, keep on keeping on and you'll find what works for you and what doesn't and who you like and who you don't. And they tell you you're ugly online. It ends there. (laughs) There you go. Move on. Well, thank you so much, kitty cat. I would tell the listeners to like, find you on Instagram and all that, but you're not about that life because not me, not my thing. She's just too cool. Well, thank you so much, kitty cat for coming on. We're definitely going to have you back and stay safe. Thanks Kristen. You too. Good luck everyone. And that's a wrap on our first episode of where have all the cowboys gone? 
talk about some key takeaways here. Number one, always check the back seat. Personally, I always check the back seat because I live in fear and I think Michael Myers is sitting in the back seat and will strangle me when I start driving. But when you're dating a guy, just, you know, pivot around. You never know. The Care Bears might be sitting all back there staring back at you. Thank you again to my girl Kitty Cat for spitting some good truth and knowledge and some great advice, even though we're not an advice podcast. Really, she's just, you know, giving us all hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to do some work. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, follow the podcast on Instagram, Cowboys Gone Pod, and let me know in the comments what you think, what you want to see, or just slide into my DMs. I mean, I'd rather hear from you than really anybody else at this point. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts and head on over to iTunes. Leave a review, let me know what you think, and there'll be more to come. I'll see you next week.